Canadian Bulldog here. Don't pretend like you don't know who I am. And welcome to the very first Wrestling Merchandise and Memories podcast. And I know that there are so many different wrestling podcasts out there. There are, at current count, 823 of them out there. So why listen to why listen to one more? Um, a few reasons. First of all, just to tell you a little bit about myself, I am uh, an online wrestling journalist put on the uh, website CanadianBulldogsWorld.com, and I've been writing about wrestling for many, many years now. And really what I focus on is the things that I grew up uh, watching. I have an entire basement full of crazy wrestling crap that I still I write about on CanadianBulldogsWorld.com. And this is what this podcast is going to be all about, just focusing on wrestling should be fun. And let's remember some of the great things about wrestling, as opposed to maybe the modern day product, which is which has its, its critics. But the other reason that this podcast is, is so special is because of our co-host. He is a star of uh, stage and screen, television, cartoons, music. Um, he's won multiple Slammy Awards. And in addition, in the world of professional wrestling, he is uh, being a commentator and a manager. In fact, he won Manager of the Year a few years back from no less an authority than OneWrestling.com. He is the incomparable Stu Stone. Yes, it is. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Thank you, you for having me, Canadian Bulldog. Well, uh, you and I, we go back, and we go back to those times that you've romanticized so eloquently in Back your in opening. the territories. That's when we first started. Uh, but, you know, the 80s and the 90s are a, were a great couple decades for the business, and it's sort of the uh, it's the time when the pro wrestling industry transcended from these smoke-filled armories to, you know, Saturday mornings and sold-out stadium shows and uh, Hogan slamming Andre and all that good stuff. Uh, and, you know, that was our childhood. And, yeah, that's how we grew up, and that's how we knew each other. So we go back, uh, oh, my God, almost 40 years now. You're really aging wrestling. us. <laughs> but, it, but it, I mean, it, just, it, it goes back to a much very, a different time. And I think, you know, a lot of what we're going to be talking about on this this uh, limited edition podcast is some of those things that really, really stand out to us even back then and, and today – there's just as just as important and yes. uh, hold a lot of memory. Well, I th- so. you know, as a guy who reads your website regularly and you, you know, I always get my nostalgia wrestling dopamine hit <laughs> from reading your stuff. You're always, you know, with your lists and just the crazy stuff that you dust off that I don't even remember existed half the time. And it's always good for a smile. Uh, I was when you told me you were launching a uh, wrestling merchandise and memories podcast and you. Uh, you know, you were looking for somebody to jump on board with you. I was all in. And we be, be pun intended <laughs> for the current product, but I was all in because uh, you know, you know how much I love the old school, and I know that you are literally a walking uh, trivia fountain vault, of misinformation, a fountain of misinformation <laughs> uh, when it comes to that stuff. So nothing but fun to me. Well, I'm I'm so I'm so. Glad that you're here. For and this also, time. but you know, aside from putting each other over, I think that you know you you really nailed it when you were talking about that this is going to be different because that was the main thing. I was like, well, what the world doesn't need another wrestling podcast, Bulldog. And you were like, no, 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 this one's going to be different, Stu, because this is going to be specifically about a specific topic, which is wrestling merchandise and memories from the old school. So I was like, okay. Let's give it a shot. Well, I, I like your enthusiasm, and, and we're, we're going to just hit the ground running. Now, the very first topic we're going to talk about this week, and there's really, there's no other way to start but this, is is to talk about the LJN wrestling action figures. May as well start off with a bang. We have to. We have to. Like, it's what, it's what people are expecting. So just to take you guys back a little bit, um, these were the, they weren't the first series of wrestling action figures, like, ever. However, they were uh, certainly the first mainstream ones. That certainly, you know, as as crazy kids growing up in Canada, these were the first action figures we ever had that were tied to wrestling. Like I loosely remember playing with He-Man figures, and like those Remco AWA guys kind of looked like those He-Man figures. Sure. And I kind of have a memory of seeing a few of those here and there, but obviously, you're right. The LJN figures when they hit the shelves over at Toys R Us. Uh, it was like mayhem. It was unbelievable. Uh, and I'll tell you what, um, I actually remember. Do you remember getting your first LJM figure? Because I remember. I do. So let's let's hear about that story. 
I went with my Uncle Sheldon. To Shout out to Uncle Sheldon. Uncle Sheldon to Toys R Us, a plaza that would end up being a major part of my childhood because my father owned a baseball card shop right next to the local Toys R Us shop in town. So I was able to go. I had access to Toys R Us that was unprecedented. You know, I didn't That's need. That's amazing. I didn't need my parents to schlep me over to the plaza to go to Toys R Us. I could just walk to the Toys R Us and go in and wander in there by myself, and I would do that often. But Uncle Sheldon took me to the Toys R Us, and the first figure I ever got was Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Wow. Yes. That goes back away. So, But when I brought him home, Mm -hmm. I realized I needed another wrestler to have him fight against. (laughs) Right. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So who who did you get next? You know, I I that I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe the Iron Sheik. That would have been the first series. So that. that but I remember like getting a Sheik. I remember getting Sheik Volkov two pack in uh, at, for Hanukkah that year. So it wouldn't have been Sheik. Maybe Big John Stud. Big John Stud. Yeah, they're all good. So let's just before we get into you know Wait, what about your numbers, first? First was Hulk Hogan, and we'll get into him in, in a little See, bit. See, I was a, I, I could have gone Hogan. But I figured everybody's got Hogan. Right. I'm going to get Snooker. Yeah, I, I feel like Hulk Hogan was the only one available at Sears when, when I picked it up. <laughs> Fair enough. Then, but, um, so let, let's try and describe these a little bit because they are not like, you know, we used to have Star Wars action figures and G.I. Joes and things like that. But these were more or less statues. Um, so they were not posable. No. You, you could not, you know, really put them into, into wrestling moves or anything like that. Um, but they were these huge rubber statues, like, and, and they and they were very heavy and thick. Like, if you threw, just as an example, King Kong Bundy, may he rest in peace, the King Kong Bundy figure at like your brother's head, for example, there was a pretty good chance there would be brain damage. Like, it was that thick and heavy. So it, this was not a lightweight toy. Well, you know, to be fair, that was King Kong Bundy's figure, so it should have been heavier than the rest of the figures. But I understand what you're saying. Yes, but, but any of them, you know, they were just they they, they were, were they had they were not they were not bullshit. They were they were the real deal. Right. I if think you, they were eight inches tall. Right. They were. Yes. And uh, I guess we've just established we can sp- swear on this podcast. Sorry. I no, guess. no. I, I I'm just we're making the rules up as we go along. I just wanted to. Well, well I mean, I, could, I think it may have gotten beeped out. All right. Well, Loretta, can you? Uh, yeah. Just check on things. Um. Yeah. So instead of starting off with what was your favorite. LJN. I'm going to ask you, what was the most underrated LJN figure in the line? Wow. You know, here's the deal with the LJN figures. As you pointed out, you know, they weren't posable. You couldn't really do, you, you know, you had, you had to use your imagination a lot. But, uh, you know, and then there were certain guys that were terrible to wrestle with. You know, um, if I could reminisce for one moment about one of the worst figures in the line, mm-hmm. which would have been the Ravishing Rick Rude mm-hmm. figure. I knew you were going there. Which is by far the worst wrestling figure ever made because his hands are asphyxiated to his tights. So he, you can't even do anything with him. It's like Al Bundy style, basically. He's got his, like, his thumbs in, in the... It's the worst yeah. figure in the history of figures. Like you couldn't, you couldn't shoulder block. I mean, sorry, maybe you could shoulder block. You can't do That's much with it. Ravaging Rick Rude. But he was also, like, he was also in that kiss, like puckering up. So, like, unless you wanted to kiss your Hulk Hogan, there, <laughs> there weren't a lot of Listen, options to each. You know, <laughs> I had sisters, so there was Barbie dolls. But uh, you know, I think that the the original six. Let's just talk about the original. There were six originals, right? I believe so. I've got my cheat sheet here. So let's. If I if I'm not mistaken, the original six would have been Hogan, Andre, Piper. Sheik, Big John Stud, and the Junkyard Dog. The Junkyard Dog. Yeah, and this this was just to set the the, the scene here. This was 1984 when these uh, toys first came out. You see, I didn't get them in 1984. I would have got them after WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania. Right, and I, I yeah, I, I probably around the same time because wrestling, I think, was probably popular in certain pockets. Uh, you know. We were we were just kids at that point, so I I did not I didn't even know about wrestling until after the first WrestleMania. I remember watching wrestling, and my earliest memory of wrestling is watching with my grandmother. And I know you had a grandmother that watched wrestling as well. She actually might still be alive. She's still alive. She's not. She's not. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, mine has also passed away. But we she used to watch wrestling every Sunday, every Saturday morning, 
and I would sleep at her house and I would watch wrestling with her on Saturdays. And I remember seeing Tiger Mask and this had to be 83 or 84. Hmm. And it was like, unlike anything I'd ever seen, I was just like hooked. And then when Mr. T got involved, it was like game over because Mr. T was like the biggest A-list celebrity for kids in the 80s there is. And as soon as they made the smartest decision ever, which was to include Mr. T in the in the whole thing, it was game over. And I think Sylvester Stallone is to is the guy that you can thank. I think we've talked about this on on another on your podcast, podcast yeah. yeah. But Sylvester Stallone, you know, is the link to it all. If Rocky Three doesn't happen, there probably isn't a wrestling business right now because Hogan doesn't meet Mr. T, and they Hogan doesn't get over as being on Rocky Three, and you know, none of this happens. Yeah, and no Superfly Snuka figure for that. No matter. Superfly Snuka figure. Yeah. So getting back to these original six, they all, Hogan, Andre, and Big John Studd all had similar poses. Yes. They were like bent legs with like uh, sort of like, uh, you know, like they look like they could be carrying a bucket of Well, if they, yeah. <laughs> well those three did, but I, I think it's worth pointing out Andre the Giants because it just, because he was just sort of freakishly large and he had that giant forehead head and he had like a lion's mane of hair, but he was also his, not only were his arms bent over, but his knees were like almost squatting. So like, you know, you needed to have, you know, an accompany like the official LJN toilet or something so he could take a dump. Cause that, that was basically the pose. Taking yeah. A giant crap. <laughs> so. I don't know if I ever made that correlation. <laughs> I, I, I played with the Andre uh, figure that had the haircut. So, you know, that's right. So, but we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. So, so in terms the best of, one, the no, underrated, no, underrated, underrated, underrated. I'll go with Terry Funk. Probably the best figure that you could have would be Terry Funk. And why do you say that? His pose was just good. Like he had a nice flat back. <laughs> he, you know, good, he had never taken bumps. He was good. He, he had. You could do headlocks with him. You could do clotheslines with him. You could do punching. And he came with a cowboy hat. And he came with a, a branding iron. Underrated figure, Terry Funk. Terry Funk, okay. What do you think about that answer? That's a fantastic answer because, he, and we're going to talk about accessories in a little bit, but he had two accessories. That was very rare for the LJN world. Like, you know, now you kids, like, you don't know how good you've got it. You come, They come with ladders and, and tables and shit. This was... Oh, I guess we're allowed to swear. <laughs> but this one had uh, the Terry Funk cowboy hat, and it also had the branding iron, and he was wearing chaps as well, green yes, chaps. Yes, yes. So it was a very color. So I, I think that's an excellent. He choice. wasn't I, didn't even have like a huge run in WWF, but I liked the figure. I thought he was great. Yeah, no, excellent choice. So mine what about is for you. Yeah, for me, I'm going to be a little bit unpopular here, perhaps. But when you talk about underrated LJN wrestling figures, I'm going to go with Mr. Fuji. Yeah, that is a bit of a, a bit of a surprise. <laughs> well, Why Mr. Fuji? Well, okay. So one of the things you that's know a horrible gonna, that's a horrible pick. Well, we'll see. Most of the LJN figures looked absolutely nothing like the, the the wrestler that they were taken after, right? And and I think we'll get into that a little bit. I don't know right? if I agree with that. All right, so we're already off to some controversy here <laughs> yeah. on the Wrestling yeah. Merchandise and Memories podcast. Fuji was an exact replica. You you it was like a perfect face sculpt of the guy. But then he also had this like this badass like the gray tuxedo pants. He had the proper tuxedo jacket with like the little tails at the back. He had the bowler hat. He had that devious smile. The cane. And he had the cane. And like, what else would you possibly more want? But you could put him in a match. I put him in a match all the time. He used to wrestle with Fuji? Fuji would feud with Steamboat. And like, so what? He's in a tuxedo. Like, that's that's part of the fun. Huh. I, I think that that's a horrible answer. <laughs> uh, you know, horrible. <laughs> I think that even like your reasoning is awful. I think that. A lot of like Jesse Ventura looked like Jesse Ventura. No, not the same. Like okay, but Corporal I'll, Kirshner looked like Corporal Kirshner. Junkyard Dog looked like Junkyard Dog. None of those people looked like anything. Snooka looked like Snooka. Sheik looked like Sheik. What are you talking about? First of all, Snooka more looked more like Siva Afi than he did Snooka. But <laughs> Sheik so, was a good figure. But, that would have been a better answer. He had the pointed boots. He had like a headlock pose. He could do you know. I'm not hating on the Iron Sheik figure, but. Uh, but I'm going back to Fuji and I'm saying like he was so like dapper and well dressed. Like this is somebody you could take home to meet your parents, like this factual figure. <laughs> so you, pre- you prefer a sharp dressed man. I do. As opposed I, to someone in their in the in the in a singlet. 
Well, because you've got all these guys who are like, you know, fat and in their underwear and stuff like that. Then you've got Fuji, who is like, he's obviously, you know, put a lot of uh, thought and money into the way he dresses. So he adds a bit of civility to your LJN collection. I mean, I can't tell whether you're trying to be funny or not. I'm, I'm, I, I grew up with you and I have no recollection of you ever putting over the Mr. Fuji doll or Fuji in general. Maybe like when he was with Demol, like Fuji the Stooge or something like that. But. I just don't see it. I don't see that Fuji was a... I, I had him. Don't get me wrong. Right. I had the figure, and I maybe he was on the outside causing interference during like a Morocco match or something. He was usually, yeah, he was being very devious, throwing ceremonial stuff. Look, I'm not saying that Fuji would ever be my LJN WWF champion. I'm not suggesting that for a second. But in terms of cast of characters, he, he added a little class to the place. I guess so. Yeah, that's, that's what I he mean, wanted. No, I'm like, not taking anything away from Fuji the performer. Right. I mean, he's the man. Right. But I gave a great answer, like Terry Funk, who is a you know multiple time NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, <laughs> you know just a, a hell of a hand. If it was a one on one match between Terry Funk and Fuji, I'd be with you. I'd say absolutely. But anyways, I, I I digress. So you've you've basically shit all over my pick. Yes. But who who would you say is the your least favorite of all the LJNs? Well, I already said Ravishing Rick Rude. I mean, but you said least posable, but is that your, well, like, he's terrible. Right. So taking Rick rude out of the equation, uh, who is like a really shitty one? That's the question. Ah, uh, let's think about that. Ted RCD was pretty awful. See, I, I challenge you on that. Well, I mean, what I was guess, wrong with Teddy RCD? Well, <laughs> I mean, I like the novelty of owning a Ted RCD, but he had like those like kind of like, he skipped leg day. His figure skipped leg day at the gym, so he was like all upper body. But that that was really him, though. Or too. maybe Ken Patera. I don't know. It's just like guys like, uh, hmm, that's a good one. Piper was great because he had the kilt that was removable. Piper was awesome. Uh, Steamboat was great because he had like the claw hand. Uh, Tito Santana, fantastic mm. because uh, it looked like he was taking a, a a dump, like a real one, not like Andre. No, he, he Tito Santana he was like definitely a constipation constipated Chico yeah. for sure. Yeah, like yeah, and, and that was that was the really weird thing about just to to get into the weeds a little bit here. But so the Tito Santana figure, when they first showed pictures of him, it looked more like Tito did, and then they decided to I guess resculpt it or whatever you do with hard rubber action figures, and he had this look like this pained expression on his face, like the the cooking at Mama Santana's house was was not up to par. Yeah, and uh, and then they. Tito was one of the rare figures where they actually they issued a second one later with on. With the white trunks. Yeah, that's the only thing they changed. He's still constipated, yeah. but they changed him to from purple to white trunks. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah, there's a couple variants. Andre had the variant with the haircut. SD Jones had the variant with, like, the red shirt or the Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian shirt, yeah. Uh, that might be all of the variants. Mm, that's where you're wrong. Oh. So... <laughs> I've been doing a bit of research for I'd this I'd like to uh, hear about these variants. So there were Corporal Kirshner, you referenced him earlier. So he had a beard and not a beard? That's correct. And there was also apparently one where it was just stubble, so not a full beard. Oh, there's three Kirshners. Yeah. So why they went to the I was a big of- Corporal Kirshner fan, so I probably... I, I definitely owned Kirshner. Right, but which version? I don't know. Yeah. Um, There were two different Hulk Hogan's. Yeah, but that was yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so that wasn't really a variant though. That was like no, two no, no. completely different figures. Absolutely, it was very different. Um, but so was Andre for that time, that matter. Yeah, I guess yeah. yeah. Andre got a so haircut. yeah. The, the, the first one I There's mentioned. There's a third Andre. Yes, there was the heel one. There's Andre with like the black singlet. Yes, but uh, just going back to Hulk Hogan for a moment. So the first Hulk Hogan that came out, it was the first series in 1984, and he looked anorexic. Like he was so <laughs> skinny compared to. He even hadn't to taken Smith, his vitamins yet. He cer- certainly hadn't. Um, but then I guess towards the end of the line. When LJN officially um, was bought out by a Canadian company called uh, Grand Toys, yes, they came out with the second Hulk Hogan, and this was—I mean, it actually looked I think like he was him. like it taller was, than everybody else too. He was, Variants of that too. He like the shirt, different. One was a white shirt or something like that. You're you're bang on. Yeah, there was the red shirt. So that's why I'm here, folks. Shirt. I'm already. You know what I mean? I know <laughs> my shit. Just a pretty face. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, so the, that was a vast vast improvement on the first uh, Hulk Hogan. Um, See, so here's the thing, like. Some screw ups that they had, in my opinion, in the line. Mm-hmm. Lovely Miss Elizabeth had a variant, double colored skirts. I think there was a gold version and maybe like a, a there was like two different versions of her skirt, I didn't which know is that. a removable skirt for all you perverts out there. 
which I know Canadian Bulldog was definitely a gentleman when it came to handling Miss Elizabeth. Sure. But um, And then Roddy Roddy Piper had the kilt that was removable. Right. Kamala's figure, his skirt was like molded and it was rubber a rubber skirt. Yeah, I think you're burying the lead, though, because when you turned your Kamala upside down, you didn't see a man wearing a skirt. There was just like nothing there. No. I don't know how you what the technical term is to describe it, but it was just like, like a Ken doll. <laughs> exactly. Um, OK, so, so wait, the worst figure you said. Let me answer that question, yes, please. Uh, I already said Rick Rude, but I'll go with Coco Beware. Really? Uh, he couldn't. He The way he was posed. It's another posing issue. He was posed in a way where he's doing his bird dance. And that does nothing for me. I can't do a suplex. I can't do anything with that. I can't do shit when Coco's posed like an asshole. Well, <laughs> but, I, you know, with all due respect. He came with a was, bird, so that was cool. He came with a bird, and the reason that his hands were posed that way is so, so that, that the Frankie bird could, could sit on could you. perch Great. on his hand. But you can't wrestle with him. No, but he could You may as well the- have Fuji at that point. I, I don't appreciate the hate <laughs> on Fuji, but... No, but he was doing the bird dance. So he was getting like Mean Gene or whoever, you know, into it when he was doing it. So that's, it mean was a very Gene, specific mean purpose. Mean Gene, who had a figure, his figure could do interviews, but he's also like in a pose where he's like, huh? <laughs> so, you know. It was just probably thinking like these wrestlers are just this crazy shit. Like, why am I, why am I yeah. involved with this? That's, that was a good expression though. Coco sure. Beware's figure is not very good. It's cool that it's Coco, but not very good. So you're saying love didn't feel like a pile driver to you? No. Maybe Honky Tonk's figure wasn't great. And I know I'm going to get some heat for saying that. But I, I, I love that he had a figure. But again, the pose was a shit pose. So I'll do you one better with, with Honky. And he was not my least favorite by far in the line. But uh, he had, I don't know what you'd call this, like a disease almost. Because most of the figure was blue, whenever like part of his paint would rub off, his face would be blue as well. Interesting. Yes. Because I remember so. Ken Batera's figure would be purplish because of like. Because of his trunks. That's the other thing. Like these wrestlers, the paint would peel off. So you'd have like a nude John Stud <laughs> if you like used him a lot. Or like, you know, Iron Sheik's pants would like fall off. Um, I'll tell you. Outback Jack figure. Yeah, can we talk about that? Why did Outback Jack have a figure? I think it was like at that point, it was like anybody with a contract was getting a figure at that point. But I don't even think so, because I think you can think of people in like that sort of mid 1980s. And there were a lot of them. To, to I think he was. They thought he was going to be a big thing because he had like all the, the vignettes. And for those of you who don't know, Outback Jack was an Australian wrestler who had tons of vignettes leading up. He had that tiny kangaroo down, down sport. sport. Tawny kangaroo down. And I think that with the success of Crocodile Dundee films and Foster's Beer, like uh, Australia was like on the map as far as like if, if it was Australian, it was popular in America. So Vince got himself Outback Jack. He came up on the scene and it was just it flopped and he did have a figure and he did come with a removable hat. So he, that he, there's a plus there already better than Coco just based on that. And he could do his finisher, the uh, the boomerang clothesline to the back of the head. So that that was fine. He was also I'll note that Opac Jack was winking at you. Oh, was he a winker? Yes. So that was that was a little creepy. I can re- I remember that the Ultimate Warriors figure uh, was a little bit hard, like the rubber was different than like the rubber from the rest of them. And Miss Elizabeth too, her figure was like hard, like it hurt. It wasn't like soft rubber. Do you Were understand you trying what I'm to saying? hurt yourself? No, I don't. Like it was like a harder rubber or something. It was like a plastic almost, not rubber. Right. And the Warriors was like that too. It wasn't very poseable. No. Um, Harley Race came with the crown. He did, and he had a jacket on at all times, which kind of limited what he was going to do. This is the, the guy that loves Mr. Fuji, but he's yeah. complaining about Harley Race having a jacket. Okay, t- to be fair, you're not going to take Harley Race out to a nice like restaurant somewhere. To have dinner because he's wearing that like shit purple half jacket. <laughs> no <laughs> pants. <laughs> no pants. <laughs> no pants party for what? Harley. I'll say uh, uh, Jake the Snake came with a snake. He did. Damien. Was, yeah. So that was a great accessory. So I'm gonna getting back to the worst though, in, in my opinion. And this, I don't think this will upset anybody, but it may be a controversial choice. Adorable Adrian Adonis. Because <laughs> he was like... 
sort of like flamboyant looking. Well, I don't well, know. Well, he was definitely flamboyant looking, but it just it looked like a blob of rubber. Like it was just the worst. Sh- and, and not that he was in great ring shape, but this like made it look worse. Made it look like almost yeah, like a cartoon. I, again, you're not feeling my picks. I no, it's not a good pick. Yeah. There's way worse figures than adorable Adrian Adonis. And what can you do with Adrian Adonis? Well, you have him fight against Piper. I no, I understand the potential matchups. I'm saying like, <laughs> wrestling wise. Well, he uh, like what wrestling move can you do when your hand is held up over your head and then your other hand is down? Not much, head? but right. more than you could do with Coco or Rick Rude. Touche. I mean, give me that. Yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, Rick Rude was definitely the, the least posable of the bunch. Um, so one thing that that Hercules had a good figure. Did he though? No. But he was wearing <laughs> he was wearing like his leather outfit. That was like the Hercules figure like when he was managed by Freddie Blassie and he was like the Greek god. Yes. Like the long hair and yes. stuff like that. But most most people will remember Hercules as like the short hair, um chain, the chain. chain I will never give in, man. <laughs> Bobby Heenan's slave. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ted DiBiase's slave. Yes. Bobby Heenan sold him. Yeah. And speaking of unposable wrestlers and Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. Um, that that should be the worst. Ted DiBiase's figure. That's the worst figure. He's clutching money. That you can't like. It's like always the money's in his hand, right? Like you can use it as a foreign object if you want to like wipe like dollar bills and hacksaw Jim Duggan's face or something like that. That's fine. But yeah, you can't have yeah, a real his technical is, match. You, can we both admit that DiBiase's figure is the worst? No, I can't. I can't. Because DiBiase could be the manager. That would be fine. He's out there at ringside. He's like, he's, you know, uh, waving the greenbacks. The- <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's constantly doing that. It's all good. Um, SD Special Delivery Jones. We just featured him in the uh, prestigious Canadian Bulldogs World LJN Wrestling Figure Hall of Fame, which is on CanadianBulldogsWorld.com. And uh, the ultimate jobber. You mentioned earlier he came in two different shirts, but like, what are you going to do with that? Why? Why did he need two different shirts? I mean, SD Jones was a fucking awesome figure. So again, I think that you're crazy. Uh, you know, if we grew up in an era of enhancement talent matches, squash matches, then the figures that are out should reflect what we see on our television. So SD Jones is the, is there to to put over other figures. So you have an, an SD Jones type. And Bundy can beat him, and and everybody can beat him. But then you there's have, somebody that when you're booking your card, you know that he's gonna go in there and he's gonna he's gonna get pinned and he's gonna be he's not gonna complain. Granted, but at by that same argument, why was there never an Iron Mike Sharp? There should have been. There why was been. there never a Barry Horowitz? There should have been. You know, like Tiger Chung Lee. I could have been. I could have absolutely seen that. Terry Gibbs. <laughs> Terry Gibbs might have been a, a stretch. But uh, Iron Mike Sharp would have been a good figure. Damn right. Yes. You just have that like that molded uh, like arm brace. Or yeah. Something like that. Um, were there any LJNs that really disappointed you? Like you, it was like one of your favorite stars and that came out and it just wasn't what you expected. Wow. I mean, disappointment. You know, if you think about that, like we grew up in an era where like some of the biggest disappointments in our life would have been like that a figure came out of a wrestler (laughs) that, you know, then that's not bad. Then life wasn't so bad if like that's what was the disappointment in our lives. But uh, that being said, um, I will say, well, are you going to be going to touch upon guys that never came out? I've got that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just give you like a little sneak preview of that I was a huge fan of demolition so it was quite heartbreaking to me that you could only buy one member of demolition and they never released the other member so unless you bought two demolition axes that's your workaround yeah absolutely then you don't have demolition I know that they released several tag teams the killer bees the heart foundation the heart foundation uh the british bulldogs no relation sheik and volkoff Hulk Hogan and Hillbilly Jim were a tag team. <laughs> Kirshner and uh, somebody came out in a two-pack. No, those were the Bendy figures. Oh, those are the Bendys? Yeah, it was it was Corporal Kirshner and Ricky Steamboat tag uh, team champions. Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, you get my point. There was all sorts of tag teams. Mm-hmm. How did they just release one member of Demolition? Strike Force. They even put out Strike Force. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. So, yeah. They never it, put out the machines. <laughs> They never did put out the machine. So who else, uh, like, 
So, oh, the disappointment. Yeah. Well, I was disappointed that they didn't put out Smash. Um, as far as figures that... Also, Bad News Brown was supposed to come out, and he never came out. There was a whole line towards the end of the LJN run that they were planning to make. So there's Brother Love, uh, Demolition Smash, the aforementioned Demolition Smash. Uh, the Barbarian, they put out Warlord, but not the Barbarian. Uh, Brother Love was another one. Bad News Brown slash Bad News Allen, if you prefer. Uh, no, I prefer Brown. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so th- there was that. Is whole... those the only four that were on that that promised line? I believe so. There was only four guys. Come yeah. on, they were supposed to do. I think repaints of like Randy Savage. Um, I think that was about it. One man gang had a figure, but not Akeem. No. Well, that's because no, you're right. Boss man had a figure. Yeah, that. So just for trivia's sake, the big boss man figure is the one figure I never owned out of the entire really LJN class. I had that. I know. Oh, you knew. I was very jealous. Were you jealous of my boss man? Yeah. In fact, I've tried to uh, purchase it on eBay. Uh, the big boss man LJN figure is just sells for a bloody mint. But why? Why? Do, why don't you just get it loose? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, just to buy it loose, it's Se- expensive. S- several hundred dollars. Shut up. Yeah. I probably so, have it in my house. I'll buy it from you. A couple hundred. <laughs> well, says it's sold. We'll have to do a podcast, uh, friends and family deal for that. But yeah, that was the one I missed. So that's a disappointment. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> All right. So while Stu's checking eBay, um, let's talk about Paul Orndorff. Yeah. Let's now, please. Yeah. Always a pleasure to talk about Paul, Mister Wonderful Orndorff. Now he was a huge part of of our childhoods. Obviously, um, his figure though was just he was a very muscular man. Um, yes. But his figure was just like bodybuilder style. It was it was much larger and more outsized than any other LJN figure in the entire lineup, and uh, it just it just looked weird Holy and a little shit. creepy. Holy shit! Big Boss Man's figure is fucking three hundred dollars loose, twenty five hundred dollars in the box. There you go. Holy shit! Why is that one so expensive? Uh, because it was one of the last ones made and one of the rarest. That's wild. Yeah. There's only one loose boss man figure on all of eBay. That's very interesting. I, I've been looking for uh, probably close to two years. That's $300. Holy. And it's like not even in good shape. It's like peeled. <laughs> wow. It's been serving some hard time. Wow. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. So. Comparatively speaking. Ted DiBiase loses expensive. Really? How much is it's like th- 250 bucks? Wow. Whereas One Man Gang is only 30 bucks. Right. So because we didn't really get a, a disappointment figure out of you, I'm going to um I am going to say that that first Andre the Giant was your disappointment? Was a disappointment. It did I mean, you couldn't do anything with it. You could maybe body slam somebody. You could have him taking a dump. Oh, there was a stud and Bundy uh, tag team. Yes, that's correct. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying that that was a disappointment one to me. Just that long mane of hair. Like, yes, he finally got a haircut, which is another expensive figure on eBay, the short hair Andre. Um, but there you go. Disappointment. I mean, if you could read off the lot, can you just go through like the entire line? Sure. How long do we have for this? I mean, let's just, just <laughs> go through it. That's what people are listening to. If this right. is the LJN episode, we should... At least mention every figure ever made, and maybe I could just do, comment on on them. If, Perfect. Okay, so as we go through, what I'll do is I'll I'll just read off the ones we haven't already talked about. Fair. Okay. And if I hear the disappointment amongst them, okay, Hillbilly Jim. Okay, shit figure, but all right. What what, what do you have against Hillbilly? Uh, I mean, whatever. That was the one he brought up at the Hall of Fame last year, and it it just created a whole wave of of attention. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I had it. It came with a hat. It did. But I wasn't, you know, I was. I would have preferred an Uncle Elmer figure. Uncle Elmer would have been very welcome for sure. Um, okay, let's talk. Let's talk about Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine, the Dream Team. Love them, Beefcake and Valentine, great tag team. Valentine's figure specifically, one of the very best that you could have. I won't argue with that. Pose wise, everything wise, he was ready to drop the elbow. Valentine had a great, great figure. Right. Uh, let's okay. So now we're getting into 1986 because we've sort of burned through 84, 85. So Bobby the Brain Heenan, great figure, still Did own you, it to this day. 
doesn't really it, look like him, but just doesn't. the fact that it's Bobby the Brain Heenan, mm. you got to, oh, it's a must have. Right. And were you the one who started the rumor among us as kids that Bobby Heenan was coming with a pair of scissors that could cut Andre's hair? I, I feel like no. that, I feel like that's something you would have said. No, I, I said that, that Andre was coming out with a haircut version of his figure. I may have uh, was explaining why his hair was cut or something like that to you. No, I think you said the Andre the Giant was in the new LJN catalog. Yes. And it, and it came with a pair of scissors. I don't know. Oh, sorry, Bobby Heenan came with scissors. That's Anyways. weird. So yeah, so I mean, it is, it's an okay Bobby. It's serviceable. It has that traditional sort of blue better than jacket. Fuji. Nah, it's not better than Fuji. But Heenan is better than Fuji, in general. Oh, of course. Yeah, this is this is not a podcast to wax like. But Heenan could Mr. bump. Fuji. His figure is like flat backed. <laughs> you know what I mean? By flat back, like it could make a nice bump. It could make a nice bump. Yeah, you could you could put him in there against Adrian Adonis or Ultimate Warrior or whoever. Um, Bruno San Martino. Owned it. Uh, there were variants. There's a variant of Bruno, one with chest hair, one with no chest hair. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but it's not, not a great figure, though. No. And it wasn't like a Bruno Sammartino of that modern era where he was like a commentator. No, it was like talking about great clothesliner and stuff <laughs> like that. But he was yeah, just sort of an old wrestler figure. It was like 60 year old uh, Bruno Sammartino. Yeah. Okay. So, you want to talk about one of the more impressive ones in the figure? Let's talk about Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, I, I owned it. Detail-wise, probably one of the best figures because of his T-shirt. and With the logo on it. The logo. I mean, and he had the little rubber bands rubber on his Rubber bands beard. on his face. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was... that was uh, They they went uh, uh, they went all out on Albano's figure, for sure. Yeah. And and he could also bump as well. Like, you could have him in a match against Bundy, and he wouldn't look silly. Well, he's also another one that you could, like, throw at your brother's head, and it would cause permanent injury. Oh, was absolutely. A, that was a heavy figure. It was a big one. Okay, uh, classy Freddie Blassie with the cane. Yeah, I was. I owned it. <laughs> That's it. It was a good figure. I mean, classy Freddie. You needed the manager, and he was pointing to the. You know, he had a pointing kind of uh, pose where he could point to his guys. True. So I did. What I didn't like about Blassie is that he was just too jovial and too friendly for somebody who was that evil. Oh, you had the he, cane. You had the well. You needed that to walk. So. <laughs> well, he. <laughs> He probably did. That's probably like in reality, like yeah. why he had a cane. Yeah. So we mentioned uh, the three different Corporal Kirshners. Um, we briefly referenced the British Bulldogs, which. Great you know, figures. Great figures. No relation to me, um, but love both of them for sure. Uh, okay. Here's one. Magnificent Morocco. Yeah. Permanent t-shirt. <laughs> and Possible the, variant on that t-shirt. I don't think so. I'm going to look that up. All right, you look that up. While you do that, I'm just going to mention that. Instead of saying beach bum, which it, you know it probably should have said on his shirt, it said magnificent Morocco, which I'm sure he never ever would have worn a T-shirt that said his name on it. Um, so you're looking at that up right now. Um, let's go to to Jesse the Body Ventura. That's a good one. I remember his pose, uh, like sort of flexing one yeah, muscle. Like, like uh, he had the, like the fist he's like turn. the beach is that way. <laughs> And he had like the very colorful, um, like the tie dye pink trunks, and the 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 what's it called the, the schmata. Oh, there's a Jesse Ventura red hair variant, according to what I'm reading here. Really? But what did he? What was it do rag? I guess he had on his head. Yeah, yeah, but there was one where his hair was more red or something. Interesting. Um, oh, there's a junkyard dog variant with a red chain instead of a silver chain. Really? Selling for six hundred bucks. Six hundred dollars for a different chain junkyard dog. Um, let's talk about Jimmy Hart. Yeah, that was a great one. Jimmy Hart figure, fantastic, because his megaphone, even though it wasn't removable, it acted like a suction cup, and you could stick the Jimmy Hart figure to a window. I don't know if you ever did that. I, I never did that trick, no. Um, what about... I was so wrong earlier about the variants. There's, like, a, so many variants. I said there was, like, three, and I was... I apologize to our listener. <laughs> um... Let's talk about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for a second. Um, and, and Randy Savage, actually, for that matter, because to me, they go together, not only because of their rivalry, but here's a little trick. The Rick Rude figure selling for $225 loose. Wow. For a terrible, Fuck. terrible figure. Unbelievable. Um, so do you remember the the classic ending? Ultimate of Warrior loose. $733. Wow. that that's uh, That's criminal. Especially I have you, these figures. You should sell some. Whereas like Bundy's 22 bucks. 
They have no no respect for the dead. Um, so Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat, they had their classic match at WrestleMania three, And you could actually, through the LJNs, you could rebook that finish. I don't know if you knew this. Wait, what? You could actually rebook the finish of their WrestleMania three match with just using the LJN figures. How? So Randy Savage was kind of sort of having this this body slam pose, right? Yeah. So if you placed Ricky Steamboat like so on top of Randy Savage. Oh, he would roll him over. He would roll him over in a small package. Yeah. Which was just genius. Like, how did they know that was going to be the finish of the match? That's got to be a coincidence. Probably. Um, who else have we got here? We talked about S.G. Jones. We talked about Terry Funk, Tito Santana. Adorable Adrian Adonis, that sort of like pink blob. Here's one. Billy Jack Haynes. Yeah, Billy Jack uh, removable hat. Uh, you know, not, the best thing you can say about not him. much to say about that. Uh, I was a kind of a fan of Billy Jack Haynes as a kid. Um, but as an adult, you know, doesn't mean much to me as much anymore. That lackluster WrestleMania three match with him and Hercules battle of the full Nelsons where he was drooling all over Hercules's back at the finish. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, intense individual. Not some good uh, shoot interviews for sure. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the figure, eh, I wonder. It's probably worth money. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what about the Heart Foundation? Yeah, the, there were variants of the Heart Foundation. They had uh, one with purple trunks, which is the one I had, and the one with pink trunks. Huh. I don't so know. Those were very good figures. Probably my favorite tag team. Yeah, hard to uh, get. I think that they're probably expensive to buy a two pack of the Heart Foundation. Probably, probably if you're you're still having them in the case and that sort of thing. Um, I feel like we could go all day with it. You still want to keep going yeah. with the figures? Okay, fine. Uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, great, great figure. He had a a, a a mean elbow. He did. So here's my two. Although problems. he was wearing a vest that was like rubber, like attached to him, if I'm not mistaken. He did. He had a vest that was permanently affixed. So my top two problems with the cowboy bob figure his face like looked cartoonish it just looked silly it wasn't didn't look anything like orton um and that's the senior orton and he didn't have a cast on his arm because that's yeah why did they uh not that's strange i don't that's a question for president jack tunney though i feel uh killer bees yeah we, we mentioned the bees we did what do you I think figured they were the smallest figures in proximity of uh in the line they were just like really small, scrawny, it's like average guys. Yeah. In fact, I remember we used to the the B. Brian Blair figure used to be like the the guy who was in the hair club for men commercial. <laughs> like he just looked so like generic and uh, jumping off that uh, swimming pool diving yeah. board. And now I'm so old, I'm a member. So there you go. Um, King Harley Race we mentioned. Yep. Jake the Snake we mentioned. Yep. Kenny Patera you mentioned. Yep. So that was Ken. Ken Patera Pat- had like jaundice. <laughs> it definitely had like this weird purplish Hue. skin tone. Yeah. yeah. And instead of having the Olympic logo on his trunks, like he did in real life, it had a WWF logo on it. Oh yeah. How about which that? Is just very unusual. Um, we talked about Teddy. He came or... with a belt that you could put around Bobby Heenan. And when you had the debate, you could like, <laughs> that didn't happen. No. He did have a weightlifting belt on him though. But it was times. permanently affixed. It was, yeah. Like most of these <laughs> things. You couldn't do anything with it. Uh, okay. Here's one. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, good figure. I remember going to the Silver Snail comic book shop, and this is probably in like the mid-90s at this point, you know, when you were old enough to go with your friends down to Queen Street, right? which was, uh, you know, like the uh, shopping district, I guess, for Toronto downtown. Anyway, so me and your brother, uh, the Big Rybowski, we went into that Silver Snail, and I remember they had a, a whole lot of LJN figures still in the package. I only had a, enough money with me to buy a couple of them. And being the collector that I am, I bought the Hulk Hogan figures, which I still have to this day, mm-hmm. still in the package. Wow. But I remember I could have got Vince McMahon. I know they had Fred Blassie. They had a few others. But I went back the following week to go because I remember they were there and I was I needed to go. And I was going to buy the McMahon figure. And lo and behold, they were all gone. Someone else beat me to it. And that was a really underrated figure too. I think like he had the red sports coat with like the shoulder bl- uh, pads in it, and he just sort of looked—he looked the part. He looked kind of like him when all you thought was he was just a regular announcer. It's got to be funny that like probably like when LJ was pitching the figures to Vince, they were like, "And we're gonna do one for you now, Vince." 
Yeah, I'm sure you love that. <laughs> uh, Demolition Axe, you yes. mentioned earlier. That was, it could have been so much better. Like it had permanently like, affixed vest. The vest and the studs, like on his on, on his, his hands. gloves and yeah. stuff like that. But the face was terrible. It was just like a blob of red with like a black and red. I want to say no. It was red with like a black triangle on ah. the top of the head. Yeah, which wasn't demolition axe at all. His makeup. I didn't mind it as much. Yeah. Uh, here's a good one. Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, great figure. That was amazing. It's probably like seven hundred dollars loose. <laughs> Should I look that up? Let's look that up. They they even attempted to replicate his uh, tattoos. Like the tattoos on his head. Yeah. It wasn't quite the same thing, but appreciate the effort for sure. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. We haven't talked about Hacker yet. He was small. Uh, in comparison to what he should have been, like to, on a, on a scale, but he came with the two by four, right? So that was cool. Pretty, and good, he was so good. He was nice flat back. Yeah. <laughs> That's like what you look for, because the ring, which we should talk about for a second, which is the greatest toy of all, is the, the ring. Fling him, wrestling ring. That ring is incredible yeah. with the stickers and everything. Mm-hmm. If you had a flat back, you could really pull him against the ropes and really, you know, send him flying. And uh, Duggan had a nice flat back. I, n- I never knew about this flat rock uh, theory, but sure. Um, we talked about Hogan. I was wrong. Bam Bam loses like 20 bucks. Wow. Yeah. I'm getting on eBay tonight. But Bam Bam on mint on card is like 700 bucks. Okay. There, that's a bit more realistic. Uh, we talked about the one-man gang. What about the referee? There were two different referees. Yeah, referee. That's a that's a must-own. Yeah. And it wasn't actually How much a referee. did they pay for the plastic surgery? That's <laughs> what I want to know. Because there was two identical referees. But they weren't like Dave Hebner or anything like that. It was just like generic referee. Yeah. So they didn't have to pay royalties to anybody. I guess not. Uh, uh, referee figure, third man in the ring, definitely changed the course of your your matches because before the ref figure, you had a human hand that had to come and smack the ring, one, two, three. And now you had a referee figure to do it. Yeah. And do the ref bumps for sure. Yeah. That's when you talk about the flatback bumps. He was perfect Ref for that. Ref was a great flatback. Yeah. Nice so, flatback for the bumps. <laughs> so they did have, they had the blue shirt and the white shirt variant of that. Um, the Federettes. There were no Federette no, action figures. No, it's too bad. What about Luscious Johnny Valiant? Terrible figure. But Why was he a terrible <laughs> I'm figure? Just, I don't know. I'm just, he's not. Isn't, eh. He looked like, like your uncle who'd be at a bar mitzvah or something like that. The clothes he was wearing. I, but, had, I had the Johnny Valiant figure. We all, we all, I mean, if there was a figure, I had it. As did you. If, we, you know, we all dabbled in Johnny V. I had Johnny V. I he just was kind of useless because by the time his figure came out, he wasn't so active anymore. He wasn't managing the Dream Team anymore. He, Fuji had taken over Demolition, so it's like, what do you really? What do you do with Johnny Valiant? He's an announcer. Yeah, he could do that. Yeah, I guess he was. Yeah, but I guess he was a he commentator. Kind of flashy and had the the sunglasses and permanently yeah. affixed. Yeah, <laughs> it's a theme here. Um... Okay, so we're getting into sorry, oh no, hold on. Here's here's one I'm gonna throw it at you. Slick. Slick, that's a great one. So I remember good. you had Slick. I did. Slick is a good figure. I remember, I don't know, I'm just remembering this now for the first time. I you was see, talking. we should have just done the show where you just rattle off <laughs> the all of them and then we comment and then like the next episode just pick a different thing. It's such a better format because people would have had to sit through like twenty minutes of our bullshit to get to the really cool part, which is you just naming off every figure in the line. Well, hopefully you've listened the whole way through. But speaking of slick, so I just remembering this now, uh, I was probably grade eight. I was doing a presentation that, of course, had to do with wrestling. And at the end of it, I was like pulling out different wrestling figures. And when I pulled out the slick one, because he had like the suit on, the the pimp hat, things like that, it got a laugh. Like it popped the uh, the room very much. It popped the room. It really did. Did he? Everything was affixed on slick. Unless Except for the hat. He had the hat, the removable hat. Exactly. So I, thought I liked, a side note, I thought Slick was a tremendous, when he was a bad guy, I didn't care too much for Reverend Slick, <laughs> but Slick, the bad guy manager, he was incredible. His stuff with Sheik and Volkov was great. With Hercules, he was great. With Akeem and Bossman, he was great. Jive So Bro is like one of the most underrated wrestling themes ever recorded. Right. It's a good song. <laughs> it like legit bumps. And Slick is the man. You're a Slick Mark. I like Slick. Yeah. Um, so we're getting to the, uh, the the sort of the last series of originals. Uh, so there was the Andre the Giant, which you mentioned had the black single, yeah. the heel Andre the Giant. He was too. He wasn't. He was short for what it should have been. Yeah. Look that one up on eBay. It's probably very expensive. Uh, there was the aforementioned Big Boss Man, which came with a nightstick and is very very hard to find on eBay. 
There was Haku, which was actually oh yeah, that's a good one. It was amazing. Nice um, flat back. <laughs> but he was also a lot taller than the other guys. Well, he was taller also sense. because his like arms were pointed both straight. It was like stick him up, and his <laughs> hands were both up in the air. Armed robbery, Haku. Holy shit, Andre! Andre with the black singlet. You can't even buy it loose. It doesn't even exist. You mean you can't buy but, it on package? But in the package, fourteen hundred dollars. Wow, it's a lot of DiBiase's dirty money. Wow, that's crazy. Um, we mentioned Rick Rude. We mentioned the Ultimate Warrior, which, in addition to being harder than most, was uh, just fluorescent orange. A little jaundice. Uh, and then the Warlord. Yeah. Which I, th- I thought was an awesome figure. Yeah, he was good. He had the two different tufts of hair with different colors. Yeah, yeah. He was, like, he was a big one as well, no, really that muscular. Was, that was a good one. Um, the one that's not on the list here, which is very unusual, uh, is George the Animal Steel. Yeah, how'd you miss that? It, Wikipedia, I guess. And RCD, I didn't hear you say. I said, we talked about Teddy. You talked about yeah. Teddy? Uh, yeah, George the Animal Steel was definitely a figure that everybody owned. So the unusual thing with him, there were two versions of that as well. There was one where he had the chest hair. Dark hair. Yeah, like dark chest hair. And one where it was just kind of roughed in, like spots where you would have hair. Right. Which is a very unusual design. He did have a green tongue. Not very it? good to wrestle with because his hands were like too close to his body. Yeah, so, like what could you do other than maybe put a headlock on somebody's yeah, side headlock? Yeah, not much doing there. So... We've talked about the, the, the main LJN line, and what I want to get into just briefly is the knockoffs that happened years later. Yes. So the first one was WCW. Put the out Galoob their ones. Line. This was not Galoob. This was a different company. It was okay. called the original San Francisco Toy Makers. Right. But basically they made like smaller versions of the LJNs. Yeah. So I had a Ric Flair one. Ric Flair. There's, there was Ric Flair. There was Vader. Sergeant Craig Pittman, which I pr- proudly uh, display. Wow. Um, just unusual choices. Buff Bagwell, Alex Wright, thus Wonderkind, mm. uh, Big Bubba. They had two different versions of Jimmy Hart, one where he was like light-skinned and one dark-skinned for some reason. <laughs> um, Harlem Heat, they had the Blue Bloods, just a very random series, and it never quite took off, certainly not in the same style. It's probably already up. like too late. You know, it was like 94 by then. Yeah, and WWF already had like the proper action figures. And WWF was already doing Hasbro by that point, which I'm sure right, right. we'll save for another time. That's episode seven, yes. Uh, but can you mix and match the WCW rubber figures? You couldn't. You can't because no, they're, they're shorter. They're shorter. They're like seven size. inches instead of eight inches or something. Uh, I don't know the measurements, but you definitely you couldn't put Haku against. They're like a circumcised like LJN head. figure, Yeah, like an inch plate. shorter. Yeah. Uh, and then in the, the mid-2000s, the WWE put out uh, their own line of LJNs um, that were just like these rubber statues. Yeah, I, don't, I was already out, of the, I was already, already out of the figures game by then. You're already out of it. But I still go to the toy aisle whenever I'm in a Toys R Us or a toy right. store just to check out what's going on. But I don't remember seeing, you know, I'm sure they have like John Cena or Triple H or something, right? They, they had, yeah, Cena, Triple H, Stone Cold, Trish Stratus, the Hardys. Uh, a few others. And like you that. own those? I, the only one I own, um, I was not collecting. I was also out of the game at that point. Uh, is Ray Mysterio, and it's it's ama- It's it's taller than the actual LJ. It's taller than Ray. It's probably taller than Ray, but it's an amazing figure. I love it. Um, and then more recently, and I don't know if you know this, LJN is back now. Yeah, I saw. I don't know if they're back or whether it's just like a one-off thing. It's not. Wait, LJN the company is back. Somebody. Bought, I think it's Chalkline who makes those jackets. Right. They bought the name LJN, and they're actually making action figures. Wow. Yeah, I saw the Young Bucks are having have a an LJN Young Bucks thing, which is so cool, and it's just great. But so, they're like catering to like forty year old fans. Right. So that that's my question for you: Are you going to be running to the uh, the Sears or the Zellers or what have you when those come on sale? Uh, likely not, but I'm sure you'll have them. So if I ever come to your man cave, I'll definitely like. Hopefully you'll buy two, one that you keep in package and one that we can have loose. But, uh, yeah, I saw that. I definitely saw that, and I popped for that, and I think it's really funny and cool. And the Young Bucks, they've got their finger on the pulse of, you know, they know what, you know, they're, they. it seems like they do, they're fans themselves. Right, right, So right. they do things that they themselves would want to see, you know, and I think I would be... Surprised if there wasn't other, you know, I think Colt Cabana could have an LJN figure if we're, you know, if it's non WWE contracted guys. Uh, 
there's probably a plethora of talent. Probably a lot of people who would hit that sort of nostalgia market for sure, especially with another wrestling company coming out as well. Who knows? Like that's that's like a Cody Rhodes LJN, Cody or Jericho, even for that matter. Jericho, yeah. yeah, I could see a lot of interest in things like that. Yeah. Um. So before we wrap up here, anything that we haven't covered off about LJNs? First? Yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, first off, the the ring is a fa- fantastic. We already discussed that, but let's talk about. The mother, and I've been saving my F-bombs. The motherfucking, are you ready? Oh, I know what you're going to say. The yeah. blue steel cage oh, set. That's not what I, where I thought you were you going. You didn't know I was going to say no, that. No, okay, let's talk about the cage. The fucking steel cage set. You could recreate Hogan versus Bundy, Hogan versus Orndorff. You could recreate any of the blue steel cage classics. Hard to wrestle. It kind of hurt your uh, forearms to <laughs> wrestle so, with the with them in. Well, let's very describe easy what to it, attach. What it is. Yeah. So this was an attachment you put on the Slingham Flingham wrestling ring. Yes. And there was like these tabs that you push the uh, the different walls in the cage to, so it fit perfectly. But yeah, you'd have to you'd have to play from above the yes. the ring for it, anything to happen. A little carpal tunnel syndrome kind of <laughs> you played with it for too long, but very right. visually awesome. Right. So the other thing that, you, just as you were about to say, I thought this is where you're going, is the posters. Oh, the posters were fucking great. So, <laughs> so detailed, and, and and some of them are bizarre. <laughs> and so these always came wrapped up in the bottom of the package. Yes. And it would be like, no matter who it was, whether it was Teddy or CD or whoever, it would be that they're in the main event at the Coliseum tonight. Yes. And they do these like just over-the-top, uh, very detailed pieces of artwork on them. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. So like SD Jones, for example. Uh, <laughs> the weirdest one. He had this like reggae button down shirt and he was holding like uh, Baracas maracas and bongo and drums. bongos, yeah. Like he was no way I think that's Jones the a. only time that uh, SD Jones main evented was in that poster for the LJN figures, God rest his soul. Yes, yeah. Is he but alive? He is not. SD. No, most of, and that's that's the other thing. Most of the LJN figures are, are the people who are there patterned after other are no longer with us. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a sad way to, to end things. Well, it's, there's some of them are still alive. You know, Hogan's still here. Ventura, Valentine, Beefer, Steamer. Vince. Vince. That's about it. Is that is that it? I, I'm sure that's not entirely it, but it's pretty Tito. damn close. Chico's there. Steamer is there. Hacker. Hacker. Uh, <laughs> uh, snake. The snake is still around. Kamala hanging on. Yeah, so there there is still Coco, some Coco Teddy is, Ted DiBiase. There's still guys. Or CD, your your boy. They never made a Virgil figure. There you go. Um, and you know I will throw you know talking about people from that era that they never made. They never made a Paul Roma. They should have. Uh, they never made a Sika, and he was like a big talent at the time. They never made a Dino freaking Bravo. That seems like a missed yeah, opportunity. There, there, there were there were a few. I'll give you who, the Dino Bravo one. Who else you got? Uh, those those are the main ones that I was thinking of. That uh, Dino Bravo. Yeah, should have had a figure. Yeah, yeah, that we makes miss sense. You, Dino. <laughs> Dino, <laughs> Dino Bravo. The Rujos. The Rujos could have had LJNs for sure. They were kind of a a, a big deal. No, eh, Gorilla Monsoon. That would have been. Yeah, a, you know, good one. That would Let's end on that well. note. All right, Gorilla Monsoon, the greatest. Gino, will we're you stop, about, <laughs> please? They should have made like a primetime wrestling set. <laughs> like the playset. Did made. you have like the, uh, the ki- there's a carrying case? I did not. For the figures? No. It only fit a few of them, but uh, I believe Hulk Hogan was, uh, there's also, I remember this like 11 foot Hulk Hogan figure. It wasn't that tall, but it just seemed that tall. But there was like the giant LJN Hogan figure. Maybe a Piper also. There was a Piper as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they made those. They made bendy figures. They made thumb wrestlers. Yeah, but, but you're just burning through well, future podcasts. That's that's what I'm saying. So we are going to get to those another time. Um, Stu, we're we're about to wrap it up here. Uh, really appreciate you being here on the debut episode of Wrestling Merchandise and Memories, which I almost screwed up at the end. Um, any any parting words for our listeners? Well, uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Bulldog. Love reliving these, and uh, if you guys have feedback. Uh, you should send us messages uh, via social media. So what's what are you on? Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Stu Stone, S-T-U-S-T-O-N-E. So if so, you heard something, maybe we'll mention it in the next um, time we do one of these. Absolutely. 
But uh, just great memories overall. Wrestling merchandising memories. Yeah. Pleasure to be a part of it. Thank you. And, and, and just to wrap up, I'm at, at, at Canadian Bulldog on Twitter. And please visit CanadianBulldogsWorld.com, your scrapbook for wrestling merchandise and memories. Thanks, Stu. And thank you, everyone, for listening.